0: Bubbles
1: he said he was going to talk about bubbles and an appropriate song. Chart of the Day, it is time for that with our Bloomberg Stocks columnist, Dave Wilson. Dave.
0: And since you're talking about wine, I mean, the two uh, go right together in that old Don Ho classic, Tiny Bubbles couldn't resist. (laughs) And the real question is whether you're going to get bubbles in the the financial market, stock market, bond market, whatever, and whether they're going to be tiny or something more than that. It's an issue that uh, Michael Hartnett, the chief investment strategist of Bank of America Merrill Lynch, addressed in his latest research. As he sees it, the biggest risk is that you know with central banks pouring money into markets and technology causing what you might call business disruption that you have to look at Nasdaq and also at US high yield bonds as potential trouble spots i mean he's talking about the possibility just kind of pulling it out of the air, arguably, but the NASDAQ composite index going to 10,000. And just to put that in perspective, the index as we speak is at 6629. So you're talking about more than a 50% move. And he's also talking about the gap between yields on, uh, shall we say, non-investment grade debt and uh, Treasuries coming down by a full percentage point from where they are now. And that gap, if you look at Merrill's indexes, is about 3.6 points right now. So, again, it would be quite a move. And so what it comes down to, you know, he's concerned about these markets in particular, especially the way they've run up in the last couple years, as the chart highlights. And, heck, he even throws out the idea of the 30-year Treasury going to a yield of 2%, which it's never done in the four decades that it has been sold uh, regularly. The closest it came to 2.1% or so last year. If you want to know more, folks, send me an email. I'll get you the chart, the explanation that goes with it, and everything I do going forward. The email address is dwilson at Bloomberg.net. That's D. Wilson at Bloomberg.net.
1: Christoph. Dave, thank you so much. Our Bloomberg stocks columnist, Dave Wilson. All right, let's switch from bubbles to deals. Shares of Sprint and T Mobile, both trading lower today. This on news at Sprint and T Mobile U.S., may delay an announcement of their planned all stock merger. Uh, this, according to uh, people familiar. Let's get the details where the heck we are on this deal. Alex Sherman is technology media and telecom MA reporter with Bloomberg News from our Bloomberg intelligence headquarters in Princeton, New Jersey. So, Alex, another delay. What's what's going on here? So, Carol, we had
2: reported a few weeks ago that Sprint and T-Mobile were, were planning on trying to announce their deal when they announced earnings, uh, which historically had been at the end of October. The idea there being that, look, these companies were going to have to, uh, they were going to get questions from the analyst community uh, about this particular merger. We've been reporting it for months and months now. You could argue years and years. Hmm. Uh, certainly, we've we've written extensively on the fact that this deal uh, was, uh, all of the major points on this deal seemed to be indicating it was virtually done and going to get announced. What we were reported late last night uh, was that the due diligence which is in sort of the final steps here, may not get done in time for late October, early November when these two companies usually report earnings. So one of two things will happen. Either the companies will delay their earning announcements in order to announce this deal during their quarterly earnings, or if they just feel like they can't get all of the nuts and bolts signed on this thing in time, they may actually wait several weeks after they announce earnings because it's sort of a Wall Street faux Huh? to announce earnings and then announce a huge deal like this yeah. just days later after you've, you've basically said, look, I don't want to talk about the deal, just to announce the deal a few days later. So theoretically, a deal could be announced two or three weeks after the earnings announcements to sort of give that that uh, you know break period in between the earnings announcement and the deal announcement.
1: Is there any difference in terms of announcing it this year versus, I don't know, holding off even a little bit longer in terms of regulatory uh, concerns and oversight?
2: Yeah. So you could sort of argue this in either way. There's like a pro-argument and a con-argument. There is a reason to wait, and that is uh, because the Trump administration actually is still in the process of filling some of the roles, some of the lesser roles, and even the the top roles, at both the DOJ and the FCC, which are the two regulatory bodies uh, that will be in charge of okaying this deal. Uh, It was only at the end of September uh, that, that the DOJ named its... Chairman, or I should say, the Senate confirmed the new DOJ antitrust chairman. Um Mac and Rahim. So he's basically just on to the job. Announcing it later allows him the time to understand the role, start to do research on the wireless market, etc. The downside to waiting mm-hmm. is that these two companies continue to compete against each other. <laughs> right. And if you wanted to a merger, the longer you spend money competing against each other, the worse theoretically both companies will be by the time they do in fact merge if a merger is okay.
1: Unbelievable. Um, Alex, thank you so much for getting us to, up to speed. Alex Sherman, technology media and telecom m reporter, joining us uh, on the phone uh, from our Bloomberg Intelligence Headquarters in Princeton, New Jersey. You are listening to Bloomberg Radio.